Welcome to See Uncovered, a place where you'll find the stories of proven entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ashley Henschel. Welcome to See Uncovered. I'm so excited to welcome Shane Nicoli, Associate Professor of Accounting at the University of Virginia's Darden School of Business. Thank you so much for being on, Shane. We're excited to talk with you. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Can you start by sharing a little bit about who you are and give us some of your background? Sure. I'm a teacher and a researcher, professor at the University of Virginia's Darden School of Business. Um, My wife is also a professor and uh, uh, we have a daughter who's 24 and a son who's 22. I'm from Perth, Australia originally and have been in the US for 21 years. Awesome. So my, my background is, is accounting. So I grew up in Australia. My dad was an Albanian uh, refugee and my mother was the daughter of uh, Albanian immigrants. They had an arranged marriage. So we lived in the, let's say, the, the lesser parts of town in, yeah. in, in Perth, Australia, grew up, and I was the first person out of my family to, to actually go on to university. I did accounting at, at university. So what sparked your interest for accounting? Did it start when you were at the university or did you have prior interest in it? Yeah, so when I was younger, my my brothers, three brothers, Mm -hmm. they were all fantastic uh, sportsmen and I couldn't get any attention in the family unless I did something better than them in Mm -hmm. some other thing. So I concentrated on academics and so I used to pretend to be a teacher, uh, which was a way that I could be Come better at learning, yeah. and so with my make-believe class, I would uh, actually learn the material a lot better, and I did really well at school. So um, that got me interested in teaching. And then when I went to high school, I learned about accounting and the beauty of double-entry bookkeeping. And so uh, those two sort of passions came together. And after I did some public accounting for a few years, I took on a role at Curtin University as a budgets accountant. And that ultimately led to uh, a teaching opportunity. Mm-hmm. So what, what year was that when you started teaching? Yeah, so it was, I started working public accounting in 1982 and then I switched over to the university in 85 mm-hmm. as an accountant and then I started teaching in 87 part-time. And the reason why that all started was because I met my former instructor at the cafeteria one day and he said, we are desperate for instructors, part-time instructors. Would you be willing to help us out? And and I did, and I haven't turned back since. So I was full-time by 1988. How is life as a professor, would you say? Wonderful. It's um, it's a great life because we get to work on the things that we want to work on, and uh, we can work on them when we want. So if we want to work on them in the middle of the night, we can. Um, and... Uh, the other thing is that, that just that flexibility yeah. and the ability to work with really smart people, not only the students but my colleagues I learn from every single day, um, it's, it's a wonderful life. Do you get to curate your own curriculum? Uh, yes. So uh, th- there's part of my teaching is a core curriculum that everyone teaches, but then I teach an elective as well and I, I get to teach whatever I want basically. What's one big thing that you want your students to take away from your classes? I want them to know that accounting uh, can unlock real potential in a business. So Mm -hmm. understanding the business better through numbers, I think, can help 
individuals make better decisions and also control the business better. So align the business with what the stakeholders of the firm would like you to do. Mm. So accounting can really help with that. Yeah. It's, it's a mechanism. What's one thing you found interesting about accounting that maybe from the outside person wouldn't expect? That it summarizes things like decision rights mm-hmm. quantitatively. So if you get a budget, that's how much you can spend. So that becomes uh, really important, that it creates incentives. So if performance is linked to how well your accounting numbers look, then that creates incentives for individuals as well. They're, they're two of the things that I think are, are the most surprising that people don't realise. I want to maybe dive into your research. I saw you were oh. focused on CEOs and their behaviour and how that's played a massive influence on shareholders, employees, but the fabric of American life. Can you tell me what's one finding that you've taken away from your research or can you share about your research? Yeah, so a paper that's gotten a lot of attention recently is mm-hmm. a paper that we've looked at that looks at the link between CEO integrity mm-hmm. and financial outcomes. And so uh, a big finding in that paper is that uh, low-integrity CEOs end up having more audit work done. So it costs the firm more money um, and also um, low integrity CEOs are associated with lower future performance as well. And we think that that happens through corporate culture. So integrity sets the tone at the top for the corporate culture and then uh, strong corporate culture is associated with good performance or a weak corporate culture is associated with, with poor performance. So integrity is, is really important. How do, you, how do you test the integrity? Yeah, so we measure integrity by looking at causation words in shareholder letters that are written by the CEO. So causation words are a marker for explanations. And our argument is that over-explainers are not trusted. They're not viewed as credible by investors. And so they have to explain more. And the over-explainers are the ones that we assume have low integrity. What's one thing that really surprised you from your research? We thought that the low-integrity CEOs would uh, be associated with financial misconduct or fraud, and it turns out we couldn't find that result. So that that really surprised us. But that's when we looked at the role of auditing, Mm. and we made the assumption that the auditors know that the CEO is uh, low-integrity, and so then they would do more work. And so we should see that in the audit fees. That's why we see that audit fees are higher for low-integrity types. Interesting. interesting. When somebody who hasn't conducted research before and it wants to get into it, what would you say is the biggest challenge in going about that? Yeah, ha- having resilience because there's a lot of rejection in right. research, largely from journals, right? They uh, reject papers at a much higher rate than they accept papers, much higher rate. Yeah. And in addition, uh, there's, there's always discoveries that are a great thing, but I think that it's more common to find things that don't align necessarily with predictions that you might have. So the disappointment of of not finding the results that that you're looking for. Mm. I want to move into advice. How important is financial literacy, in your opinion, in terms of business? 
critical. So uh, speaking the language of business and then being able to apply that to making better decisions and also aligning the goals of the organisation with the stakeholders, I think yeah. accounting plays a, a vital role. And financial literacy, which is uh, part of understanding accounting, I think, is, uh, is, is essential. To that There's some really interesting research in financial literacy and uh, it turns out that uh, I think it's one-third of people on LinkedIn don't have financial literacy, which is really surprising, mm-hmm. but they believe that they do. Um, <laughs> there's been surveys that, that suggest that um, they believe that they have more financial literacy than what they actually have. So mm-hmm. it, it just makes me wonder, you know, if everyone was truly financially literate, uh, what difference would that make to the world? And uh, I, I, I just think that it can unlock a lot of potential. In, From your perspective, has your students um, gotten that education in financial literacy when entering college? So I, I teach master's graduate students mm-hmm. and not all of them come through with um, an undergraduate degree in business. Uh, so the ones that do not, I would say that, that they, some of them at least, might not have the financial literacy that uh, an undergraduate in business would have. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that there's variations in it for sure. What are some basic in? skills that you think are most important for a new entrepreneur or CEO to have to be successful? Well, accounting, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, some sort of uh, entry-level accounting. Um, marketing skills, I think, are really important as well, uh, particularly for a new entrepreneur because the product or service that they're trying to sell needs to be of value to somebody. Okay. So I think important and that's linked I think to accounting as well because you've got to understand whether or not it's working Mm -hmm. Uh, and then having empathy I think and and building a really good team um, makes a a difference in terms of generating cash flows as well. Lastly if you could give a piece of advice to a teenager college version of yourself what would you tell them today? I would say learn more about managerial accounting than, than what I did at the time. I was attracted by the beauty of double-entry bookkeeping, which is the foundation of accounting, mm-hmm. but managerial decision-making uh, or accounting is where it's at because it provides the information that's useful for, to make better decisions for a firm. Got it. And what's next for you? Are you actively working on any projects, on more research? Oh, yeah. So that's my job is to work on research and to, to become better at teaching. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'm working on a project uh, at the moment that, that looks at shareholder voting, actually, by, by ESG mutual funds. Mm-hmm. And it's still got the theme of integrity in it. So we, we look at whether or not ESG mutual funds walk the talk. So do they vote for environmental and social shareholder resolutions? And and, and we find that in general they do. Thank you so much for talking with me. I'm so excited to learn a little bit more about you and where you come from and your background. And it was amazing to talk with you, Shane. Thank you for being on CEO. Thanks for listening to See Uncovered. You can check out more at www.createeveryopportunity.org. Thanks again.